Chapter Twenty One of From Sunrise Land Letters from Japan by Amy Carmichael. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Chapter Twenty One Christ is Conqueror. Oh, let the message fly faster, the time is speeding away, and the thrilling voice of the Master speaks, Work while tis called today then send forth the news of gladness let its echoes ring far and wide and joy shall banish all sadness at the coming of harvest tide sarah g stock yonango june thirteenth consider how brief is the span of life how short the moment of separation from friends and how exquisite the joy that is set before you so spoke a servant of god many a year ago and truly while we look not at the things which are seen but at the things which are not seen a peace given not as the world giveth wraps us round and a gladness too glad for words is our abounding portion oh is it not a magnificent thing to be privileged thus in any small measure to spread the glorious tidings of our blessed lord praise him ye missionaries ours is the very cream of life and yours too dear home ones who give and help give for surely god's good measure pressed down and shaken together and running over must be yours we are all engaged in the same great work all looking for and earnestly desiring the coming all hastening that bridal day if we may accept the wonderful marginal reading all all pressing on to the glory as knights in the army of god whose march will be onward and forward because of the foes on the road the other day as we travelled home by boat we had a long talk with the boy whom hilda led to the lord in our village last march he seemed very bright and glad to have an opportunity of speaking of his saviour our converts here are natural upon that point as children are at home they have yet to learn and we trust they never may the cold reserve of grown-up christendom his brother he told us had gone to the war which now seems a fact established it will mean woe behind the scenes if it goes on and one wonders whither it tends the darkness heralds the dawn praise him and behind the dim unknown standeth god amid the shadows keeping watch above his own june fourteenth i wonder would the children like a little bit all for themselves one day there was a hard thing to be done one of us did not want to do it i can't she said but she added honestly at least i don't like to now she was very fond of a certain hymn you know it too i think onward christian soldiers marching as to war and her friend who did not at all intend to give up doing this little difficult thing began to sing it softly only putting it rather otherwise onward christian soldiers sitting on the mats nice and warm and cosy like little pussy cats onward christian soldiers oh how brave are we don't we do our fighting very comfortably at which she laughed at first but soon she almost cried for she saw not only the absurdity of it but the wrong of singing one thing and doing another so she and her friend knelt down together and asked god to make them true to their hymns and true to their prayers and then they sang this chorus from all fear of what men think or say victory for me victory for me from ever fearing to speak sing or pray victory for me victory for me lord in thy love and thy power make me strong that all may know that to thee i belong and when i'm tempted let this be my song victory for me victory for me 
and that is the end of the story for it quite settled the question last night a little baby girl came to live with us a few minutes ago her sister our cookson's eldest child brought her up to show to me she put the tiny bundle in my arms i looked at the small dark ball of a head funny little pucker of a face wee doubled up fists and feet and wondered various things then she opened her eyes long narrow slanting slits stared straight up at me and according to the others she smiled perhaps she did in one day old baby fashion to me she only seemed bewildered but as she gets more accustomed to life this may wear off now will you ask for this little one as you would for your own baby sister that the saviour who loves all children black brown yellow or white may say of this dear little japanese child suffer her to come unto me june seventeenth back from our loved village friends oh what thanks can we render to god for them for all the joy wherewith we joy for their sakes before him may he make them to increase and abound in love one toward another and toward all men even as we do toward them may he establish their hearts unblameable in holiness before him at the coming of our lord jesus christ we spent most of the time in quiet visiting among those who are being prepared for baptism to my great joy h san of his own accord volunteered the information that he hoped ten including two little ones would be ready very soon others he said were prepared in heart but not yet in head but these ten first fruits have made me almost too happy oh praise him praise him forever my heaven will be ten heavens in emmanuel's land among those who will never i fear be allowed by their relations or sufficiently brave to face it is the dear old woman who first sheltered the pioneers when they opened the then closed village to all we say she only answers sadly i am too old my relations will not love me if i do we are sorry but we know our tender god will make allowances more than we he understands the tremble of the poor old heart then there is a sweet child of twelve whose parents forbid it she is being taught however and is living for jesus as yet they have not prevented her coming to the meetings the other of the two little lambs gathered in that evening of the eight is away at ishisan's christian orphanage his parents have placed him there for the sake of the good influence japan's young muller exercises over the hundreds of children he loves and teaches others have left the village and are in lonely places where no preparation or teaching can be given to him we commit them but oh one longs to gather them all into some sheltered corner and feed and watch over them until they are stronger to face life's battles it requires as much faith i think to trust for their safe-keeping as it did to believe for their salvation we had a happy time over our lord's second coming these men and women have literally turned from idols to serve the living and true god and to wait for his son from heaven it is a splendid reality with them we thought too about the resurrection a single christian grave is sown here and this gives point to it all they were much interested and turned up the passages marking them carefully with red paper slips presently a reflective mind found difficulties and for a moment perplexity reigned you should have seen how the air cleared when philippians three twenty and twenty one was found and read it answered without in the least explaining we cannot fathom the depths of a love which is soundless nor can we measure the might of a power which is boundless 
it is enough for us that according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself he shall change our vile body that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body we returned late were through various delays nine hours on the way with the thermometer ninety-five degrees in the shade so arrived home rather weary and at once prepared for bed but this was not to be for the kind christians wanted us to go to the evening meeting at the beggar's village and though we said at first we really could not we repented and went it was worth while the little room was packed three dozen children sat in front and they joined in the hymns and knelt during prayer behind them stood the grown-up beggars their parents they seemed greatly interested in watching with paternal and maternal pride their infant's decorous behaviour and they listened most attentively to everything which was said once there was a skirmish and a sudden rapid dissolving of half the meeting a policeman had appeared at the doorway and alarmed them but he soon went away and the excitement subsided soon we hoped to go to a village down the lake which we have often passed but never visited and then on to imaichi as they need help there so much something seems ever urging me on through these last weeks before the hot weather comes with its imperative must stop june twenty third drums and drumming everywhere flags hung across the streets bamboo branches and chinese lanterns suspended from the houses the temples wide awake night and day quiet nowhere and at no time such is a matsuri just now a farce is being enacted by a couple of clowns in the pay of the priests one wears a huge horrible mask the other plays a tingle tingle in the midst of the attendant crowd stands a small travelling shrine hung with beads and tinsel the idol sits on a throne at the back underneath is a box for contributions rice and coppers are freely offered by the applauding throng buddhism philosophical though it may be stoops to the burlesque oftentimes and stoops low sometimes as one looks at these unimpassioned faces watches lives absorbed in chasing fleeting shadows hears after some earnest telling light laugh and careless word feels rather than hears or sees the presence of the dead wall of absolute indifference the spiritual befogment the soul paralysis only now and then alive enough to take the trouble to be aggressively hostile one wonders intensely will anything move them in such moments when most deeply one feels one's impotence and the awful force of the principalities and powers marshalling their unseen array against us one finds comfort unspeakable in the thought of the conquests already won they are facts they live before us look at that lighted face it was dark a year ago look at those wakened eyes they were dull as others once and the christ who has conquered will conquer even now he rideth forth conquering and to conquer as the glorious cim motto says christ is conqueror amen hallelujah i am writing at our outstation to which we have come to lend a helping hand at tomorrow's meetings and the catechist has been telling me of some of his difficulties no visiting in daylight can be attempted he says and very few are open even in the evening of one or rather of the opening thereof i think i must tell you last time we were here i was sitting by an upstairs window writing my home mail when looking out i saw someone gazing up at me nothing strange in this scores so amuse themselves every hour of every day 
but this time the voice spoke to me buy up the opportunity give him a tract there was no other way to do it if i asked him to go round to the front he would probably move off no other way but the most unorthodox un-japanese one of climbing out upon the low roof leaning down giving it and so obeying it was done and much astonished he bowed with what i feared was dignity offended and departed a few minutes afterwards a message of thanks was left at the front door and that evening a lady attended by her servant their lantern darkened so that their arrival should not be recognized came to see us bringing with her a dainty little present and a tale as strange as it was true told there in the dimly lighted passage the sliding door watched by the maid the gentle mistress daring to come no farther in trembling even then with the hazard of her visit it sounded strange enough her husband was a well-educated professional man and had read of christianity for some time he had desired to become better acquainted with its tenets but the fear of man which bringeth a snare nowhere more than in japan prevented his inquiring to-day he had passed our house and paused to look up the rest you know he was so struck by the singularity of such an act she told us and so convinced that something must lie behind it that he sent his wife to see us and assured us of a welcome could we call at night to see him then to the preaching meeting still escorted by her servant came the wife and a young student who was studying with the husband next day they sent a message when you come again please tell us and the student called to see us this in daylight which meant something since then the house has opened and oh never can we praise him half enough for condescension which can stoop to use the foolish yea the foolish things of this world to confound the wise and show forth his own sovereignty and glory it will cost much if they follow in the cross-marked path of jesus pray that this small story may be life crowned light crowned love crowned through the glad eternal ages june twenty fourth sunday morning can you picture it sunday in a heathen town opposite our house a woman is weaving the regular pass of the shuttle never misses so close she is to us one can almost see the pattern of the long blue web next comes a chinese lantern maker he is pasting the paper slips round the slender wooden frame and painting thereon rising suns in flaming crimson pale winged flying storks great chrysanthemums in pink and yellow sprays of bamboo feathery green devices manifold then comes a rice pounder busily plying his noisy trade the creaky thud ceasing only for a moment now and then when he pauses to take breath there is a seed shop and a paper shop there is a fish shop and a crockery shop in all these the business of the day is in full swing a little lower down a carpenter keeps up a perpetual hammering and so on indefinitely all down the long straight street where kurumas rattle and water carts rumble and bone-clattering singers wander wailing sometimes a grim old priest passes too and turns to look at the house where the foreign teacher is staying the only sign of sunday is the closing of the great school behind us a national institution this and worthy of japan but the boys thus freed from lessons expend their youthful energies in gathering round this small abode and shouting yesu yesu jesus jesus pelting it with pebbles which clatter down the tiles and threaten to smash the windows and otherwise rendering it impossible for us to forget for a moment that we are storming the devil's fortress 
and that he doesn't want us here. And yet looking out how bright it seems. Sunshine floods the summer world, fair flowers bloom and caged birds sing, little children laugh and play. All seems just as if it were not what it is, for the whole world lieth in wickedness, close clasped in the arms of death. Oh, for a trumpet peal which should alarm, arouse, awaken, but the heavens above are dumb, and no thunders shake the mountains. The beautiful slumbering world sleeps on, and we, oh, what can we do, so few to such a need? How can any, to whom our dear Lord Christ is precious, hold aloof from service true? He who wept over this city in olden time cares still, as he looks upon the sinning and the suffering of today. He cares for the great home cities, the towns and villages too, where thronging, pressing, sorrowing, dying souls fling back the love he offers them, ignoring all its costing. And near so near to his heart are these lost lands, where slipping and stumbling upon the dark mountains, his other sheep blindly wander deeper and deeper, on and on in the lightless gloom. But still more I grieve for thy glory, O Lord, that the world should be only an Egypt for thee. Yes, that, after all, is the plea of pleas. There may be much of mere sentiment mingled with the other, an emotion which melts as we face the reality. But for God's sake, for his glory's sake, O oh, who will come to the help of the Lord against the mighty? O oh, who this day will rejoicingly say with a joyful heart and free, O King divine, my life shall be thine, I consecrate all to thee. In Japan, work among the children, once it gets a footing, thrives exceedingly. Jane has two large, lovely children's meetings a week. Among her little girls is a deaf and dumb child, to whom she manages to talk in signs, and whom she really believes loves Jesus. How any knowledge of him enters her consciousness, I know not. It must be the Holy Spirit's work within, meeting the inarticulate work from without. As Jane's helper puts it, she seems to feel him in her heart. At Yonango, Lizzie has a Sunday school and a Monday school, and at our village the Christians themselves have started a mission school for the poorest of the poor. One's heart yearns over these dear little things, so winsome in their ways, so quick to learn and retentive in remembering, lambs who might be folded, but because there is no one to care are left to wander away. As I write, M. San is telling me of a talk she had with some who were shy about letting their parents know they had come to us. Here it is verbatim. I tell them they should tell. They say, frightened. I explain about that, then say, when you confess, father, mother, cross, very angry, say, go out from house, what you do then? And one of them say, we'll go out. And I ask, but what will you do then? And no answer comes. So I say, very glad to hear we'll go out, but mustn't go first time they say so. No, pray God to give patience, strength, brave, and God surely send it. The parents are not at all likely, however, to demand such mighty sacrifices. They are most loving and tender with their little ones, and a father's love for his child is much stronger than any he ever professes for his wife. But in their horror of the foreign doctrine, and fear lest their children should become entangled in it, they might strongly object, and the obedient little things would hardly dream of protesting. As the school gets established, however, and the parents' hearts are won by the foreigner, if not by the doctrine, opposition changes to approval, and in many a heathen home today, the seed is being sown by child hands in the shape of books read, texts said, and hymns sung, 
and the fathers and mothers tell us how little miss chrysanthemum sings our honourable songs to them in the evenings work among the children always seems to me to be a sort of undermining of the fortress a work presenting little immediate result but certain to produce one in the future two special please praise i have for you this mail a large low room dim lights swinging from dark rafters the music of splashing water filling its stillness hardly a sound beside ten o'clock comes the long day's work in harvest field and silkworm room is over men women and little children gather on the mats and crowd the open doorway they listen 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 they have never heard before they may never hear again and they sit in silent listening till we can talk no longer will you pray for these villages only once reached to leave them so would be heart-breaking save for his promise and your prayers and my second picture this an old man sitting reading in quaint rhythmic cadence his voice rising falling rising like the waves upon the shore and around him are grouped faces blank and wondering and pondering thoughtful too and sometimes eager but all weaving into one form a puzzled face expression oh we do not understand it can you see them now they take it this strange book with stranger story and they turn it round and over look within at the inscription written large upon its front page these the words of one true god are this the jesus doctrine book is and if more you want to hear then go to any of those places they will tell you of the doctrine and then comes the names of the seven light holders are seven little churches scattered around Matsuya, some of them churches of only the two or three as yet and written in full the gospel in miniature john three sixteen they read on one and another slips away one and another comes and still the old man pauses not and many hear to think perhaps in after days and so the seed is sown sown it may be by hands unknowing their high mission but still the seed with him we leave it whose it is and with you to prayer water constantly yonago again and a corner of time for you in one of my mail letters there was an account of such a nice missionary meeting held in a benevolent somebody's drawing-room on a certain afternoon oh i wonder if you have the shadow of the ghost of an idea of how those words sound to us such a nice meeting to hear of sin unchecked need unmet woes uncomforted death unlighted perhaps the tea and cake which possibly by way of benediction closed this little entertainment the curio examining interrogation showering the interchange of sentiment regarding the heathen in general and their representative now on view in particular were exceedingly nice but it is puzzling ah but you interpose quite shocked with this view of the case we were hearing about the work done and that was most encouraging be it so but let this fact sink deep every old missionary will confirm it the work done is the merest fraction swallowed up overwhelmed by the immensity of the work left undone you know that wonderful missionary hymn a cry as of pain will you who read this letter do just this get it words and music for the very music is a prayer learn it sing it till you know it through and through then go away somewhere where you can be alone with god let its plea have time to touch you it is his plea his for his heathen let it well up through you listen listen keep silent before him be still and know 
then rise and in his strength obey whatsoever he saith unto you do it will you or will even one stop and do it now sometimes strange visions of the girlhood of christendom pass before me one seems to see it sweet sunny beautiful glad with a soulless gladness a scentless camellia flower one can see its pretty round of sociabilities afternoon teas tennis parties concerts and lectures kindly little interests in beings doings and dressings permeated pleasantly doubtless with the odour of sanctity for we go to church teach in the sunday school visit a district take a great interest in missions and then the vision fades and one sees in a glass darkly the girlhood of heathendom on the surface in some lands it may be bright enough in others dark utterly in all more terrible under the surface than one dare paint for you here are some words from ruskin thought out words worth our thinking out and if on due and honest thought over these things it seems that the kind of existence to which men are now summoned by every plea of pity and claim of right may for some time at least not be a luxurious one consider whether even supposing it guiltless luxury would be desired by any of us if we saw clearly at our sides the suffering which accompanies it in the world luxury is indeed possible in the future innocent exquisite luxury for all but luxury at present can only be enjoyed by the ignorant the cruelest man alive could not sit at his feast unless he sat blindfold raise the veil boldly face the light and if as yet the light of the eyes can only be seen through tears and the light of the body through sackcloth go thou forth weeping bearing precious seed until the time come in the kingdom when christ's gift of bread and behest of peace shall be unto this last as unto thee and when for earth severed multitudes of the wicked and the weary there can be holier reconciliation than that of the narrow home and calm economy where the wicked cease not from trouble but from troubling and the weary are at rest here are some words from a higher than ruskin rise up ye women that are at ease hear my voice ye careless daughters tremble ye women that are at ease woe to them that are at ease in zion it is evening sunday evening all the gongs are slowly tolling all the air is sadly throbbing with their melancholy sound and the idle tapers gleaming through the half-closed shutters tell us that in all the homes around us Jesus honour is defiled can you hear it can you see it does it touch you into caring as he cared and as he careth he the tender one who died o may he who lives and loveth fill inspire us with a yearning quenchless tireless ever burning even unto death for these dear one it is to you to you the master speaks forgive me for pressing it so will you not face these things with him now what will you wish you had done when the king comes end of chapter twenty one recording by expatriate in bangor maine